Good morning and welcome to Breakfast with the Beak. I am your host, Johnny Goodtimes. Joining me is my sidekick. Hey everybody, I'm Timmy Tenderbone, here to whistle your dizzles. He most certainly is not. He is Dr. Heisenberg, just like he has been every week. <laughs> and is this actually going to be a thing from now on? Well, I can't be Timmy Tenderbone? No! No, you cannot be... We have a brand identity. I think it has a nice ring to it. It's like Timmy Tenderbone. He's your pal from the... I don't know, maybe from out west. It's, you know, it, he's, he's got a mysterious past. Like, it sounds like he's got a mysterious bone disease. <laughs> he sounds like, like he's a guy you meet at a campfire at night. Like, out when you're, I don't know, camping or, or just riding the rails or something, and you're like, oh, I met Timmy Tenderbone. Oh, who's that guy? I don't know, but he, you know, he shared his beans. He sounds like a frail Victorian girl whose bones have the consistency of jelly and, like, can't do anything <laughs> and just has to sit at home drinking tea and eating broth all day, and then at the end of the story, it turns out she was a fairy. Well, yeah, I mean, that's if you take it as tender bone like it's a brittle bone disease kind of thing. But that's how it I, sounds. See, no, I think I think more in the, the, the connotation of tender like a, like a singing cowboy. Like he's, he's out on the range and he's tough and he's rugged, but he's also got a soft side. He's right. singing about a, a, his loneliness and his lost girl, you know. The girl he wants to bone tenderly. <laughs> there's nothing good about this name. There's, uh, there's many entendres there. It's, uh, I no, think it's pretty Timmy much just those. Has depth. I think we've covered all of them already. <laughs> okay, look, we've got a brand identity. None of these are your real name, okay? Just be Dr. Heisenberg. Dr. Heisenberg? I mean, you know, is Dr. Heisenberg working out? Do we need to do a focus group and find out if Dr. Heisenberg is what people want in a breakfast with the beat co-host? Do you want to change your Twitter name again? Do you want everyone on Twitter being like, who the fuck is Timmy Tenderbone? That'd be a pain in the ass. I don't even think the characters fit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's too long. All right. Okay. Well, then, yeah, just keep following at Doc Heisenberg on Twitter. Yeah, obviously. That's the point. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, if you want to call me Timmy Tenderbone, I, I'm not going to object. I, I think it's, it might be cool. Well, I'm going to object. <laughs> I am going to I'm going to hide under your fucking bed, okay? And if somebody calls you Timmy Tenderbone, I'm going to pop the fuck out and be like, no, we do not do that. And will, will you ever know if I'm under there? Maybe if you look, but you can't look every time. You can't hide under my bed. It's a sofa bed. And during the day, it's just a sofa. So it's not like you can sneak in and hide under it before I go to bed. Because until I go to bed, it's a sofa that I pull out. There's just floor there. The moral of the story is, we do not live well. <laughs> no, no. We're very poor. We have no money. <laughs> well... Let's uh, let's monetize some shit right now. All right. By rolling a topic and then being so funny that people give us money to be funny some more. That's a great idea. Yeah. I hope it works someday. Let's roll that topic, Johnny. All right. Yeah. Okay, that's not terribly big at all. That's a fifteen. Fifteen. Okay. 15. What is what's topic fifteen? Topic fifteen is the Akira movie. Submitted by Nick in Philadelphia. Thanks, Nick. I don't know what that is. It's the, I, I, he's either talking about the movie itself or the movie based on, like the re, the American remake. The Akira movie. What are, we, it, are we actually doing this? Or? No, I, I I don't know what it is. I okay, what is listeners. The, what's uh, an Akira? Is that like? It's one of the foundational documents of modern anime. Okay, listeners. Okay, I mean, we have had a critical research failure here, <laughs> and I, do, I just—I I mean, I sort—I guess I sort of saw it on the list, but I just. 
I don't really care enough to look into it. Like, I got distracted, and... I mean, if you want, I can I can go download it and watch it right now. We can I think pause that's what the, the fuck we're going to do. Okay, we are going to pause this. All right. I'll stick in a little musical interlude, and we'll come back, and we'll talk about it. All right, well, we'll come back in a couple hours. I'll go watch whatever the hell the Akira movie is. Okay. All right. What the hell was that? And we're back. <laughs> All right. Uh, I just watched the Akira movie. Well, well, it was just called Akira. Yeah, no, it's not called the Akira movie. It is a movie called Akira. It was uh, it was uh, uh, anime, I guess. That's yes. uh, that's what they call Japanese cartoons. Yeah. Does that mean anything else, by the way, or is it just cartoons from Japan? It just means... It's like many countries that are not as lazy as us. Uh-huh. Japan is very bad at abbreviating. Okay. They just take the first half of a word, and they just end it there, and the the, the structure of their language sort of uh, allows for that. So they Wait, just so it's just w- animation without the shun? Yes. Okay. Uh, it, animation is an awkward word to transliterate, and so they just yeah, cut fair. off the awkward bits. Oh, I guess it's the root, because, I mean, it's also the root of, like, animated, animating, so yes, just yes. Uh, animate. All right, yes. All right. Yes. that actually makes sense. Yes. You're just going for the Latin root. Yeah. All right. So that's, sure, whatever. Well, the point is, yes, foundational document of of where that style is now. All right, so what I learned was, okay, so Akira is a a Japanese animated movie from 1988. That's correct. And uh, it's bug-fucking-weird. Also correct. Now, to be fair, it's (laughs) actually been a while since I've seen it. And while you were watching it, I uh, I was not. I was fucking around playing video games and, and listening to podcasts. Well, your beration uh, uh, gave me the impression that uh, you knew all about whatever Akira was before this. So well, I, everyone kind of does. It's a it's an important nerd milestone. It would not be the first time everyone knew about something that I had never heard. of. Yeah, that's true. That's that's. There's plenty of precedent. For well, that. no, me neither. I mean, I I am. Actually, kind of proud that I have never actually heard TikTok. I've heard a bunch of uh, parodies of it, never heard the real one. The Kesha song? Yeah. Oh, I know that song. Yeah. Well, don't tell me. I've don't got I've me. got uh, two of Kesha's albums on my iPod. She's fun. She's like kind wow, of wow. There's something else I didn't know she's about a, you. She's a Randy kind of fun. The, the albums aren't all consistent, but Kesha's got some good songs and some skippable songs. Well, who doesn't? All right. Anyway, it's so, not about her. But it's to be fair, her. if I if I had just come out and said review a Kesha album, you'd be like, I've never heard that. So really, and it takes less time to listen to a Kesha album than it does to watch the fucking Akira movie. Uh, again, <laughs> so, again, the, the 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 term the Akira movie is. Is complex and somewhat loaded. We're just going to refer to the movie you watched as Akira, and I'll get to why in a moment. Well, here's the thing. Nobody in the movie seems to know who Akira is either. Uh, Eventually you find out it was a person. Yes. Okay, but then they're like, like there's a cult that worships Akira, and there's some other people who keep kind of talking about whatever it is in hushed tones. And then there's like, see, there's these little... These weird little old people children yeah. that are like sort of magical, and they're like, "Oh, Akira was pure energy that is inside of us." And then at the end, it's like, "Oh, he's like a dead little boy." Because all right, there's this. I mean, we're gonna spoil it, but this yeah, thing's this been out a, for twenty five years. Twenty five year old movie. Spoilers for twenty five year old movie. Ahoy. P.S. Kevin Spacey was Kaiser Soze, and his legs are fine. Yeah. So. 
Alright, well, before we get to what Akira is, because that seems to be kind of secondary to the plot. <laughs> yes! There's well, this... Cause, again, you, you, I'm gonna let you go for a while here, <laughs> and then I'll come in when you're, when you've kind of tuckered yourself out, and uh, fill uh, in what's going on. Alright, so there's... <laughs> This <laughs> is what I, I've done. By the way, I've done zero research on this. I watched the film. That's it. I've done some research, but less than I could have. I did research up to the point where I'm like, where I was like, "Fuck this." So okay, that's farther than I'm sure a lot of people get. So there's this there's this gang of like teenage orphan like motorcycle kids. Yes, right, and they're just running around. They're kind of douchey, and there's uh, Canada. Who seems, who seems to be the hero, okay? And then he's got this pal Tatsuo. Tatsuo. Tatsuo, who is a colossal asshole. He, he is. I mean, even before he starts doing what he does in the film, he is a colossal asshole. Like, okay, in an early scene, right? Yeah. Like, like uh, after the first time Tatsuo gets out of the hospital, okay, he's like, he steals Canada's motorcycle Again. and he, he grabs his girlfriend, who he does not, who he's already, like, he keeps telling her to shut up, and he's like, what's your problem? And she's just his girlfriend, she's just this sweet girl, he's like, whatever. And so, he steals Canada's motorcycle and runs away. Oh, by the way, just being willful with the names now. <laughs> These kids. The girl's name is like Miri or something, I forget, or Maori, or it doesn't matter. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> like, Tatsuo certainly doesn't care. So they've got this rival uh, uh, motorcycle gang that they get into, like, these really brutal fights with. Like, they ride past them and bash them over the head with pipes and shit. Well, that's how you do it. Like, all the time. And they're called the clowns, okay? I don't know what Canada's motorcycle gang is. I don't think they ever say, but their rivals are the clowns. Okay? They're the... They're the- Future Tokyo's generic kids gang. Yeah, that's like, what, that's what people look like in Neo Tokyo, and we're just. It'd be like if if you were in in New York and you were in a gang, and your gang was New York themed. Not even like the Yankees, just like yeah, y- you're just hey, we're guys who are from here. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that's most gangs in real life. So kinda, yeah, yeah. They, they rip territory. Anyway, <laughs> it's just. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, uh, uh, anyway, Tatsuo steals Canada's motorcycle and he takes his girlfriend, like, almost as an afterthought and they're running away somewhere. Almost immediately they get stopped by the clowns. And so, like, he gets knocked over by some clowns. The clowns grab his girlfriend, Mary, and, like, rip her shirt off and, like, start to rape her and he doesn't even notice. Okay, he's just kind of like, Ugh. and then, and then, okay, one, you almost think, oh, maybe he's dazed, he's not sure what's going on, this could be forgivable. No, one of them goes over and starts to touch the motorcycle, and he immediately gets up and says, you do anything, you put a scratch on that motorcycle, I'll fucking kill you. It's like, they're raping your girlfriend, and you care about your friend's motorcycle that you stole. Tatsuo is a colossal shitlord. Ever before he gets magical powers, okay? Yeah, no. It, so, long before he turns into a world-destroying super mutant. Yeah, so, so like... Or whatever the fuck he turns into. I'm probably using the terminology wrong. Somewhere, there's a guy who jacks off into a Pikachu doll crying. I'm sure that happens. 
I know that happens. I don't even, but it's not even necessarily someone who knows who Pikachu is. It's just a friendly face on a stuffed animal, you know, before that. So, like. <laughs> I'm sure both have happened. <laughs> it's not about who's jacking off into or onto what. It's about P- this movie. By the way, Pikachu is not in this movie. If, like, you don't know much about anime and you're like, well, don't all all Japanese cartoons have Pokemons? They don't. They don't? There's, like, no animals in this at all. Oh, wait, there are, there are. There's uh, uh, these stuffed animals that Tatsuo hallucinates are coming to to eat him at one point, but they're uh, uh, just hallucinations of the creepy old people kids. Yeah, no, there are a lot of... There are a lot of sequences in this movie that are not... Strictly from a filmmaking perspective, <laughs> necessary or productive. It's but a- this thing is all over the place. Okay, one. So it, 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 in the in the 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 title opening, it's like all right, it's thirty one years after World War Three. So and then it's set in twenty nineteen. Okay. So six years from now, yeah. but that means World War Three happened in 1988 when the film was made. Yeah. So right up, they're not doing a like possible future thing. They're like, oh yeah, uh, let's pretend World War Three happened a month ago, and we'll project from there. Clearly, this movie was meant to cause World War Three, and it didn't. So you know, aces to humanity for not taking the bait. But uh, I guess, yeah. But, so, there's a lot going on here. That we probably don't have time to get to it all. But So, there's the motorcycle gang. Tatsuo gets captured a couple times. Uh, meanwhile, Canada, like, falls in love with this terrorist woman. And I, her name's, like, Carrie or something. I forget. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, uh, Candy. I, it doesn't matter. Yeah. And so, he's following around. Like, he's hitting on this terrorist girl that he saves from jail. And he's following her around. And, like, he keeps trying to pick her up while she's in the middle of terrorist activities. <laughs> and 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 Tatsuo so there's this old guy who sort of looks like Einstein none of them look Japanese I don't I guess that's just an animation style that's just the the house style of an entire country but Einstein's got this little like it's like half of a snow globe but it sounds like like those steel drums it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and and he reads it, and apparently all the people in this town, he has a special scanner that can scan them, and they're either a yellow light or a blue light, and the blue light means they're magic, and when you see a magic person on the scanner, you capture them, and, you know, like, in the process of testing uh, uh, Tatsuo, apparently you unleash the fucking devil in him. Because he starts getting magical powers all over the place. Yes, he does. Okay, now we're getting to, uh, with all due respect, mm-hmm. you remember a lot because you just watched it. Yeah, this is fresh. Yes, but a lot of the things that are sticking in your proverbial craw mm-hmm. are perhaps not the things that fans of the movie uh, want to hear your reactions to. Well, <laughs> we're getting to what you, people want to hear you react to right now. Okay, because... <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's, it just throws you into the film, so I'm just going by what's happening. Yeah, no, that's a, that is a, a flaw in this film if you don't actually know what matters. Yeah. Um, okay, so anyway, so Tatsuo escapes again, and he's, like, becoming more magical by the minute. And he's, like, he can levitate, and he can stop, like, uh, anti-tank weapons in midair. Yes. And um, he gets a little cape. 
That's always important for magic. Oh, yeah, he makes himself a cape. That's fun. Yeah. And, oh, by the way, just in terms of the film style, early on, there's either an earthquake or a bombing or something. Yeah. But I swear, it looked like to make the earthquake effect instead of animating it, they must have been busy that day. Because it looks like they're just shaking the animation cell back and forth in front of the camera. Uh, that is almost definitely what happened in that uh, in Japan, animation is... Uh, Often very highly regarded for its uh, thriftiness. Right. That's why Speed Racer had so many internal monologues while driving, because you just needed to animate a two-second loop of background. Oh, yeah, and every time their motorcycles speed away, yeah. they, you, they, they do this little, like, added laser effect of their, their taillights that, like, keep animating in the sky yeah. on, the, on the screen. Okay, but so, anyway, the... Ghost or whatever of Akira keeps whispering the name Akira in Tatsuo's head, and he's driving him crazy. And he keeps That's not a useful ghost. And these these little like Yoda kids. Okay, so they're like they look like like I don't know between like five maybe eight year old kids, right? Yeah. But they've got wrinkled old people faces and white hair and white white hair. One of them's green skinned and the other are just really pale. Yeah. And they're they're hobbling around like old people, but they're children, and they talk like children. But they're like magic, and they are like psychic, and they can take over people's bodies and talk through them and stuff. Yeah. So they're these creepy ghost magic old people kids. And so Tatsuo breaks out, and there's like the entire military of, of Neo Japan is chasing after them. And he decides, I'm going to go find what Akira is. So he goes to the ocean... And he pulls a Death Star out of the goddamn ocean, okay? And then he breaks it. And inside, and it's labeled Akira. And then when he breaks open the Death Star, there's a tiny Death Star that's also labeled Akira that was in the big Death Star. So he breaks that open. And there's all these little jars marked Akira sample, and there's like an, an eye with a retinal nerve, yeah. and there's like a jar with a spine in it, and it's in like uh, formaldehyde. Yeah. <laughs> And they're like, oh yeah, Akira's dead. We killed him and we took his pieces apart because we didn't know why it was magic, so we just sealed it inside two Death Stars in the ocean and figured somebody could time capsule it up one day and figure out why he was magic. <laughs> so he's like, that's weird. Fuck you, I'm still going to kill you. So then there's they got a spaceship, okay, with a big blue laser, and they shoot him down with the laser and they burn off his hand. So he builds himself a robot hand like Luke Skywalker. Yeah. And then, but then, like, so he starts turning himself into a cyborg. And then Mary comes back, and she's like, she hasn't been abused enough. So he starts smacking her around again, and she's, like, trying to help him. And then she's like, whoa, what's with your cyborg hand? And then he turns into this, he starts growing into this big flesh mutant. Yes. Like, robo-cyborg flesh mutant, and, like, starts absorbing Mary. And then he gets bigger and bigger, and he fucking pops her! Yeah. He fucking pops her like a goddamn grape! Yeah. Like, she is the tragic figure of this whole... Like, they don't care that you're destroying all of Japan or whatever. The, the poor Miri is just perpetually abused. And, yes. and anyway, Canada's running around and having adventures, and someone decides that he should have a really sweet laser. Because he's apparently the hero, because he followed around a cute terrorist. Yeah. And then... They find the ghost of Kira inside a big sphere ball, and they're they're he's growing. It's like 
it's like that episode of South Park. It's where, that's exactly what that episode is a parody of. Where Cartman merges with his trapper keeper. Yeah. And yeah, and yeah. then see, uh, see, fights Rosie O'Donnell. See what a big deal this movie was? You got a South Park? I I guess. Yeah. Okay. Um, but then, so while the the giant flesh cyborg mutant monster, and and at this point, uh, uh, Tatsuo and Canada and Akira and the the monster kids are all inside this glowing you know flesh sphere, and then Einstein is in his lab, right? And he's like, he's got these readouts, okay? And he's like, he's looking at him, and he goes, uh, according to this, this is the birth of the universe. And this is my problem, okay? Why would you have a machine to detect that? There, I see no conceivable reason why you would have a birth of the universe detection machine. Even if you could make one, when would you expect it to come in handy? Because you live in the universe, it was already born. Why would you detect its birth after the fact? But so Einstein says... Just in case, I'm going to build a universe-beginning detection machine. And sure enough, it goes off. And then they give birth to the universe, and it's a tiny sphere. And then Tatsuo comes back, and he crushes it in his hand. And Akira is god, or magic, or the future, or uh, they're X-Men mutants. I really don't know. Okay. Well, (laughs) now it's like you've seen it. Yeah, everyone listening. That's basically the whole movie, and there's okay. a big buzz cut guy with a with a. He's got a mustache, but it's not the best of mustaches. Yeah, no, I was about to say he's got a bitch and stash, but I can't in good conscience say that because it's only okay. It's an adequate stash. It's an adequate stash. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I got out of it. That is, uh, that's correct. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now a little history. Akira, this movie, mm-hmm. was based on a very long-running comic book series. Like, how long? Like, like they like... started publishing English editions a number of years ago, uh-huh. and each one was fucking, like, phone book-sized, and if you went into the sort of respectable comic book store that would have all of them, mm-hmm. there was a shelf just for those. Okay, because, like, Batman's been around for, like, 80 years. Yeah. No, no, not that long, not that long. Okay. Uh, less time, but... Uh, and like a lot oh, wait, of no, Jap- Superman's been around for like 80 years. Well, they, they're roughly contemporary. Mm. Well, the point is that uh, like a lot of Japanese comics, it did have sort of a, a, a de- definitive beginning and end. Uh-huh. But in the meantime... So they don't r- restart the canon every decade? Not terribly, no. Okay. Every so often, a really successful one will get sort of a, a sequel or alternate universe series to go with it. Okay. But that's that's... That's a relative minority of things. Wait, so like, like how the 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 DC uh, comics wiped its canon last year and started fresh, and like everything that ever happened is like gone, and we're starting over, like they did last year. Yeah, they don't do that. Not it's for, just it's basically one ongoing story for decades and decades. Well, usually just for a few years, and with a with a very high output of new material in that time. Okay. Uh, generally, the comics are also black and white, which uh, shaves some time off. And uh, yeah, okay. But the point is, yeah, it's uh, a very long running, very long comic series, mm-hmm. which begins with events far earlier than the beginning of this movie. And I believe ends well after the end of this movie. So this is just a chunk in the middle. This is a chunk in the middle. It's Wait, like is the comic called Akira? It is called Akira. But in the film, Akira's already dead, and he's barely in the film that 
is named Akira. He's kind of a bigger deal in the comic, which is why it's called that. Okay. <laughs> the movie is mostly called Akira. It's it's more a highlight reel from some of Akira. Oh, so it's like uh, uh, The Dark Knight Returns, where technically it's a Batman movie, but it's mostly about Bane and Joseph Gordon-Levitt. The Dark Knight Rises, and yes. Right, Dark Knight Rises. Dark Knight Returns was a comic yes. where he's old. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. I would like a movie about that, but anyway. Like, I mean, that not that kind of what this must be like? Like, like, Dark Knight Rises, if you take out... Any Batman, like the tiny little bit of Batman we actually get in that film, and yeah. it's just Tatsuo is Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I, I or stopped, I guess Tatsuo is Bane, and Canada is Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I stopped correcting you five seconds in. It's Tetsuo, Tetsuo and Kaneda. Um, Whatever. You're just being willful. And, uh, but the point is that, yeah, imagine if, imagine if The Dark Knight Rises had been made just as is. Uh-huh. But Batman Begins and The Dark Knight didn't exist, and you had no memory of them. Right. And there were comics that covered that exact, uh, that, those exact stories that were only available in a language you didn't speak, and they weren't being imported to this country at the time that The Dark Knight Rises came out. Yeah, so who gives a shit? I'm not yeah. going to go, yeah. Yeah, no, the Akira comics coming to America was a pretty big deal when they actually started doing them. Okay. Because there had been, there was a nice big fat gap after we got the movie but before there was a good way to get the comics. Was this film in theaters in 1988? Uh, did, did people care? Because I don't remember it. In Japan, yeah. I mean, it came to America, I think, 1991, and it played the art house circuit. Oh. And, uh, well, that's the thing. It was such a revelation to America because most Americans had never seen an animated film like this, like with these themes and this level of violence, an animated film that was just not for children at all. Like, what were we watching in 91? Like... Turtles 2, Secret of the Ooze? Yeah, that wasn't animated, but yeah. Well, yeah, but yeah. I can't remember any, like, good cartoon movies. No. Well, I don't know. What was, was it? Beauty and the Beast? Beauty and the Beast. Lion King? Beauty and the Beast. That's okay. a huge... Like, that's sort of the herald of the golden age of Disney. I mean, it's a good movie. It's got Gaston. Yeah, it's got it's, Gaston. It's Nobody got, livens up a movie like Gaston. Gaston is pretty awesome. Yeah. So, like, yeah, if, if there were a Gaston character in the Teenage Motorcycle Gang, he would have just owned everybody. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Okay? Like. No one clubs fuckers with a pipe like Gaston. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I think I think we've hit upon why I wasn't paying attention to Akira in nineteen ninety one. Yeah, well because you you were ten. <laughs> well yeah. Yeah, you were a child. You were not you should not have been allowed to watch this movie in nineteen ninety one. Uh yeah, I'd never heard of it. A, a girl pops like a grape. She so does. It's I mean, fucked up. It is. It I is. mean I don't know a lot about anime anyway, but yeah, No, I, I know probably more than you. Basically, all good anime is secretly about the bomb. Well, I mean, all, <laughs> that's the rule. <laughs> all the Godzilla movies are about the bomb. Well, those so two. All the basically all the kaiju stuff. So like, and I've seen plenty of Japanese monster movies. All Japanese art that that's worth a damn since 1945 is kind of about the bomb. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. But the point is, Akira, this movie that we that you just watched and that I'm you know getting a refresher course in from. Your bewilderment, which nourishes me, um, <laughs> is that it, it's sort of like... Now, I, I for many years, did not know shit about opera. Okay. And then one day I got bored. I, I was actually, like, just listening to it just because it's like, oh, I like how this sounds. Not because I know anything about what's actually would be going on on the stage. Right. And I decide to look up, what the fuck is this opera actually about? I can't be a Philistine, you know? Uh-huh. And so I look it up and it's like, oh, of course, okay, this... 
many, many, many operas, not all, but many, Mm -hmm. are basically based on the idea that, okay, this is based on a legend, which, by the standards of the time it was produced, is common knowledge. It's a story everyone knows. Oh, yeah. And the beginning... We leave out completely. Here's a little bit in the middle, maybe right up to the major turn in the story, and then before the conclusion, well before the conclusion, it just sort of ends. Uh-huh. It's like, here's a chunk of... The, here's a highlight reel of the middle of a story that you already know. It's the bit with the best songs, right? Well, it they write the songs for it. The songs come when they're making it. They, like, they pick out a section of a story, and then they write songs for it. But, I mean, if you write, like, a like a 20-hour opera, you're only going to, like, sit there for, like, two hours. So you want to yeah. have the, like, the lady in the horn sing the best songs. Well, yeah, so instead of writing a 20-hour opera, they just... They write cut a few the, good songs about the best parts of the yeah, story. Yeah, they cut out the first 12 hours and then, like, the last four. So It's like if you made a really in-depth movie about, like, the Odyssey or the Iliad, that would be, like, you know, Lord of the Rings length. Yeah, yeah. You know, so, like, like if you just wanted yeah, all, to make, like... All three Lord of the Rings directors cut fucking 12 hours, yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's like, okay, here's the good shit in the middle. Here's the monsters, here's the zombies... Here's the, 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 the celestial hookers or whatever happens to him. Right. That's actually the best way to enjoy Korean pop music, too, is if you don't know what the words mean and you well, just enjoy the sounds. Yeah. So, like, yeah, with opera, I think if you just enjoy the sounds, then you can be kind of blissfully ignorant about how the story doesn't work. But the point is that when a modern audience goes to the opera, uh-huh. and it's something old, the whatever story it's based on isn't common knowledge for them. So the program has, like, you know, it's got this long long uh, explanation of what was happening to these people before the the opera you're about to see started right and then what ha- and then it also has by the way the opera ends here but here's how the story ends fucking everybody dies <laughs> and like it ends when the war begins but there is a war and it would have been sweet <laughs> like it's like if lord of the rings began at the beginning of the third movie and then ended. You just right really wanted that sweet battle. No, and then ends right before the elephants come out. Oh well, that's the best part. Yeah. Well, that's how opera works, and that's how Akira, this movie, works. Here's the thing about film adaptations, okay? Like adaptations of books and, and especially comics, okay? Mm-hmm. Like, there's two ways to do it. You can make one. You can make a film that's basically just for the fans. Yeah. Like general audiences won't get this, but if you're already a fan of the thing, yeah. you'll really like this. This is perhaps the definitive example of that. Right. And the other, and that like that seems to me like a bad way to make money. Yeah. The other way is like you you simplify it and make it understandable so that you know maybe you can draw in a larger audience to enjoy the film and then some of those will go out and buy the comics yeah and that that seems like a better bet to me yeah. like the avengers yeah fuck tons of people saw the avengers movie yeah. who had never picked up a captain america comic book well exactly and then like some people like went out and bought the comics afterwards this is like i'd like more of this but if you just plunked in like random Issue 392 of Iron Man or whatever, yeah. you'd be like, this is a weird movie. Where did Tony Stark come from? Yeah. It's like, you need to make a Tony Stark movie that's like where he came from. Well, exactly. That's the thing with adaptations of anything that's too long to be a movie, whether it be a comic or just a very long book or whatever. Right. It's, you really only can tell the beginning and then you have to hope that you get your sequel. To tell the good part. Yeah, that's why there's a new Superman movie every couple of years, because they keep trying to do the origin story again. Yeah. And no one cares. It's like, you know what? 
fucking just do All-Star Superman, you know, the comic series, as a movie. You know why? Because at the beginning of that comic, it just has this little, like, four-sentence rundown of the story of Superman that everybody knows, done in two-word sentences, and then, boom, okay, here's the beginning. It's Superman. Let's go. Is Akira the Superman of Japan? Like, does everybody know this shit? Over there, uh, it was very popular. I wouldn't. I don't know if Japan has a equivalent to Superman. Because everybody in America knows the Superman origin story, right? Yeah, he's he's an alien baby, and then he's got superpowers, and he's raided by farm people, and he fights a rich bald guy. Yes, and he falls in love with a pretty news reporter. Like everybody knows the Superman story. Yeah, so like you could skim it. If, like, you wanted to do another film... That is what All-Star Superman does. They cover it in, like, one page. Well, that, yeah, that's a comic, though. Well, yeah, so, but what yeah. I'm saying is, if they were going to adapt it to a movie, maybe just five-minute montage. I could see that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it's sort of like... In a way, it's like the movie... Wait. You know whenever, like, there's a popular TV show and then they make a movie after it gets canceled? Like, it's like, um, um, Serenity. Yes. Right? Like, uh, if you go out, if you watch Serenity without watching 13 episodes of Firefly, Serenity doesn't make any sense. No, you're like, like, who are these guys and why do they have all this baggage about each other? Yeah, it's like, why is this guy who is funny and not in the movie long enough, why should I be sad when he dies? Maybe I'd be sadder if he had more scenes. Right, but if you watch the 13 episodes of Firefly, you know why that's a big deal. So, more movie spoilers, by the way. Serenity's been out a long-ass time, too. Yeah, I know. But it's, I'm just, you know... It's really easy to catch up on. It was his sled! <laughs> anyway. Uh, but is that is that a better comparison? Is Akira like Serenity? Akira a is sort of like Serenity in that, yeah... It's like if, Sir, if, like, if Firefly was a, a comic book that ran for 30 years? Yeah, no, in Japan, the movie is definitely one for the fans. Mm-hmm. In America, we there were no fans... But they brought the movie over here because it was very successful in Japan, and they were like, this is going to be our showcase for what we're doing over here. Uh-huh. And basically, Americans saw it, and it was, you know, A, kind of more violent and more mature than anything they'd seen in a cartoon before, except for, like, people who were really into fucking Ralph Bakshi, who, let's get right down to it, the, you know, he he's tenacious, but perhaps he's not humanity's best. And, uh, I mean, that wouldn't matter now. Like, I've seen every episode of Metalocalypse, like, five times. Oh, yeah, no. So I've yeah. seen... Cartoon slaughter. Well, exactly. That this is one of the things that really opened the door for that. That makes sense. But the point is that because Americans, you know, they they kind of perceived it as an incomprehensible art film. Yeah. Like, oh man, maybe if I watch it again, I'll get it. Maybe if I look at the notes they're not playing, you know. Oh yeah, because it's Japan. It's fucking Zen, and and then Roger Ebert liked it. And uh, well, the point is that. Uh, <laughs> That yeah, it 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 caught on here for different reasons than it caught on in Japan. Mm-hmm. But all of this ignores the fact that we've nearly made it to the end of this show. Yeah. Without discussing what Nick probably meant, which is the rumored American remake of Akira, starring. Oh, uh, well, the casting rumors have been coming off and on for years now because Wait, this animated is or live action? Live action. <laughs> And you can hear in my voice what a terrible idea this is. Wait, a remake of the film I just saw, or a remake of the beginning of the story? I have no fucking idea. All I know is that, yeah, they they seem to be casting people as Kaneda, so probably the film you just saw. 
Because, like, I mean, can you, like, in one paragraph summarize what the thing is actually about? Is it about, like, a magic boy that is killed by the government and dissected? No, it took you, like, 15 minutes to describe what happens in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. So, clearly, no. <laughs> uh, but uh, the other reason this is a terrible idea, aside from that... Magic boy destroys the world, kill him, stick him in a Death Star. Again, that... Again, like, this is <laughs> In all- the ocean. And if they remake the movie you just watched, right. then, you know, that's all stuff that's happening off screen. Right. So, uh, yeah, are they going to make a live-action movie that starts with, with, with Canada and Tetsuo and their, like, motorcycles and their fighting clowns? I have no idea. But what I'll tell you they is... Should, the clowns should be juggalos in the American version. Well, that's the thing. Nobody seems to know if it's going to be set here or there. Oh. But what we know <laughs> is that every time a casting rumor comes around, it's a white guy. <laughs> Didn't they do that with another adaptation recently? They did that with The uh, Last Airbender, which was also a movie based on a very well-regarded cartoon. That's the other Avatar, right? That's the other... The cartoon was called Avatar. That's In that one, yeah. they're not blue aliens with tails. No, they're, they're uh, a lot the, of people... The Japanese kids. Yeah, they're all people who aren't white. Okay. <laughs> it's it's so, basically yeah, but, a universe where fucking nobody is white. And, and uh, they made it with, like, white kids and, like, it... Bombed. They made it with white, like all white kids, and also they they took a season of TV and condensed it to like an hour and a half movie. And uh, the show is very funny, and the movie uh, had zero comedy in it. There was nothing funny in the movie. Like not even like oh they tried and they failed. Mm-hmm. Like they just didn't bother. It's like this is a very serious film full of very dour people and. Uh, <laughs> I see. Yeah, and and like I said, uh, yeah, everyone is white except the bad guys who were all cast as uh, Indian. So, <laughs> Christ. Which for an M Night Shyamalan film is curious. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, I would say. I mean, I don't know. I still don't know much about Akira, but just from what I've learned in the last couple of hours, I would say to American audiences. If you're going to try to make a successful film about this shit, maybe don't start where this other one starts. Because it doesn't make sense. Yeah, it's like people will get the little nostalgia boner for seeing the scenes they recognize being played out by real actors. Like, make the movie about the magic boy that the government yeah. dissects. Like, because if you make the movie a live-action version of the, the animated movie... People will enjoy seeing actors do this for about two minutes, and then they'll realize it sucks. You know why people like Spider-Man movie? The Spider-Man movie? Because it's about Spider-Man. Yeah. Okay? So, uh, the Akira movie should be about Akira. Yeah. Or you should change the name to Clown Puncher. Yeah. Or Motorbike Orphan. Yeah. Or... Jamboree. Or... Meat Cyborg. Yeah. Kaneda versus the Meat Monster. Oh my god, I'd watch it. And if you're gonna make them white kids, maybe give them, like, white names, like Timmy Tenderbone. God damn <laughs> Or, I don't know, Paul or something. Oh, Paul, okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, until next week... Tetsu is a shithead. Yeah. yeah. We got through this whole podcast without screaming Tetsuo, and I am proud of myself. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Have a good breakfast, everyone. <laughs> Bye, everybody. The rain and thunder, the wind and haze, I'm bound for better days. My life, my dream, and nothing's gonna stop me now. Oh, 
This has been a production of the Beak Podcasting Network. Visit thebeak.org to learn more about this and other quality podcasts. Seriously, guys, so awesome.